We spoke about a person having a neshama. Now, the matter, where does the word neshama come from? In the pasuk, call a neshama to hallel Every neshama should praise Hashem. As I explain it, I'll call neshima or neshima. Neshima means breath. And every time a person exhales air when he breathes out, it's called a neshima. So what's it going to do with the word neshama? Explain the v'shachai. The meaning of the word neshama is from the word of to breathe out. When a person breathes out, that's the air coming from his chest. When a person breathes out, the air he breathes in, then he breathes out again. So what are we referring to? We talk about a neshama. When the Nisham isn't referring to our ability to breathe, the Nisham is a Kaddish Baruch's breath. Like it says in the Pasuk, the Kaddish Baruch breathes life into people. And therefore, the breath of life, so to speak, which comes from Hashem, is called the Nisham. It's the life that Hashem puts into a person. The cry of Mishra Chazal. The way that people make glass, and they compare the person's body to like a glass How do you make glass? Have you ever seen how they make glass? They start with like the hot, wet, uh, it's a mixture of melted sand which becomes into a wet, so to speak, a mixture, which is the glass. How do you fashion it? They blow into it. Right, and they blow into it, and they change the, the, whatever shape they want to form into it. They blow into the glass until it molds into the shape of the vessel with the blown the air inside it, and it hardens and becomes a clear nature. Now, says the Mishnah, "Kianidah daimed rai." Shekish nafchiv and neshimas pia omen bekiyas chokis beisasiyosay. When we look how the craftsman makes glass by blowing into it, nimtze by gimel bechinos. We see three stages. Bechinah rishayna. First stage, that before the the whatever the word for a glass worker is blows out, so he has the breath in his mouth. He has a straw, or whatever he's going to blow into the glass with, with the breath still in his mouth. At that stage, that's the air in his mouth and is inside of him, which is going to blow into the clay. When he blows into the straw, then it's the breath, the, the stream of air which comes out of his mouth. And he's now blowing into the kli. That's called the ruach. And then, the lower of the, lowest of the three, when it comes, the air comes at the other end of the straw into the cavity of what's going to be this glass kli. It spreads inside. Until... It takes on the shape of the clay that the glass blower, it's called the mazagig, wants it to have. Then it stops moving. So if we're going to talk about it in our terminology again, a person's blowing, you know, we don't see blowing glass too well. Let's talk about the idea of when a person blows with a straw into a balloon or something else, which we understand what that means. So the first is the breath in the person's mouth. Then he blows into something, we have the movement of the air, which is called the rush, the movement of the air from where he's blowing into wherever he's blowing it. And then when he's done, so whenever he blew the air into it, it's now trapped, it's full of air. The air is trapped, it's not moving anymore. So if I blow up a balloon, 
Well, same thing here when you're blowing the glass, it's the same idea. So it starts with the air in my mouth. There's the second point, which is the air which is moving. I'm blowing it into the balloon. And afterwards, the air which gets trapped there remains there. Those are the three words. The Lashon Nefesh, like we say on Shabbos, Nefesh, literally means to rest. Right? It means to rest. So when, the, when something stops moving, it's now still, it's, it's remaining uh, without movement, that's called the Chalik of the Nefesh. Ruach, like the wind, is something which moves. And therefore that's the movement of air. And the Neshima is the breath which is in the person's mouth. So now therefore we're talking about a Kodesh Baruch Hu, it's doing the same thing to the human being. Hashem putting life into the human being goes through the same three stages. Hakadosh Baruch Hu blows into a person the Shema of life. So the highest point, the point which is still in Hashem's mouth, so to speak, is in the Shema. Then there's the Ruach, which is the movement, the part which goes into the person's body, which is still moving. And then when it settles in the body, it becomes an Nefesh. So there we have the three levels. The nefesh is a part which settles in the person's body. That's the lowest part. The ruach is who comes with being blown from on top. It starts from the end of the neshama, that's what blows it into the body. It goes down into the person's body. So that's the middle dog of the Ruach. And that's moving. That was the Eshbech Ruchi, or Kolbasa. Hashem said, I'll part my Ruach on all people. That's the kind of a person which is active. On the Mechinus and the Shama, the highest of the three Chalakim, which is called the Neshama, and the Shema, Atzma. That's the breath of Hashem, Shepnimis, Atzmus, and Mr. Teres Lehenim. That's hidden in its source. And the neshama never comes into the human body. It remains higher than the person's body. Only a person on the dark of admiration was able to connect to his neshama. After the chet, the neshama isn't inside of him, it's just hovering above him. And that is, he was able to connect his neshama completely as well. Which is called the man of Hashem, which means that his connection to the Elohim, which is the neshama. Which are really of neshama of each other, which is Halakus Kama. Right, he brings rice and So, what he said so far, he said that there's uh, three levels in the person. Now, let's explain it, not just in terms of the words he's used, let's explain the words you understand. And that is like this. We always call the neshama the ability to connect to Hashem. Why? Because the neshama is still by Hashem. Neshama shall not to be tahirahi, it's tar, it's by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's, uh, and therefore, it's something which connects us to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why does it connect to Hashem? So in the context we're saying here, it's ki'il is still in Hashem's mouth. It's ki'il HaKadosh Baruch Hu is still giving karat to Hashem the whole time. A person isn't his neshama. A person can connect to his neshama. What's the person? The person is his ruach. That's his identity, that's his sense of self. The ruach, but the point of the ruach, and this is the interesting point, the point of the ruach is movement. Right? Air which stands still is called an nefesh. It's, 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 so to speak, still air. Moving air, which is a wind, is called the ruach. And therefore, 
the chaylik of that spirituality which goes into a person's body and stops there. It's not active, it's called his nefesh. So yes, there is that chaylik there, that is the chaylik of life, and he's using it to maintain his body or to take care of himself, whatever it is, but it's not active in the ruchni sense, and that's the case, it's called the nefesh. Whereas the chaylik chiddush of the ruach is something which is always there. It's, it's uh, in the active sense, and that's where the person is. Right, if a person's either growing or a person's hasashom falling, whatever it is, but the mice that's where he's holding on his ruch. Because the ruch is the connection piece. The ruch either goes down to the nefesh or up to the neshama. And for most people, it's, it's moving the whole time. He wakes up in the morning, he doesn't feel like getting up. So uh, he's much rather stay in bed. So my ruch is to my nefesh. Then what if I do decide to get up and I'm going to go down? Okay, if I really am down, I may as well have, you know, try to do it properly. So my ruch goes up. It connects to more to the neshama. And then throughout the day, it's the same thing. A person... Uh, wants to involve himself in more physical things, the Ruch connects to the Nefesh. More spiritual things, the Ruch connects to the Shaman. Now, a person doesn't normally feel this because the Master, he doesn't live on a pneumistic level. He's living on a superficial level, and he does whatever he needs to do during the course of the day. But if you understand in a deeper open what's happening when a person does a Mitzvah, is his Ruch connecting to his Neshaman. What's happening when a person does Navera, his Ruch is connecting to his Nefesh. And therefore, the Ruch is always moving. The Ruch is always moving. So those are the levels of the person. That's how you see this. We see this. And the fact that uh, more than anything else, the way we see that a person is alive is you feel about the ruh. If he's still breathing, right? if he's still there's an intake and exhalation of inhalation, exhalation of air, so we see he's still alive. The the chiyus of a person is in his ruch. It's always it's always active. Fine. How do these three things connect to each other? So in other words, it's all coming in the mind. The shmuel who blows, so to speak, in the, in the stream into a person it starts from the neshama, the ruch, the nefesh. So we understand from that that in order for the ruch to constantly be alive. It's because HaKadosh Baruch is constantly giving him that life force. Right? It's, uh, it's just like anything which is in movement. It has to always be moving. It doesn't, if it stops, it's not moving anymore. The fact that the person is alive and he has a ruh, which can, which, can, which can act, which can, give him, which can cause him to do things, it's a kind of life, is less than coming from the fact that the ruh is always being given to him. Which means when a person talks about the life that HaKadosh Baruch gives him, you can never say it in the past tense, the life Hashem gave me. That life's finished. What you're talking about is the life Hashem is giving you right now. That's something which is a constant. It always has to be given. Now we see that it's something which is always living. It's always, it's always active. No, I know. Let's go back to our motion. You have the craftsman who's blowing into, into the cleave. Or in our example, you have the person blowing into a balloon. Right? Now, let's say what would happen if the person would stop blowing? So the air in the balloon would stay in the balloon. The air in his mouth would stay in his mouth. You just don't have the middle stage to connect them. Right? And the same thing by a person. If, if Hashem Chasisham would stop blowing, so as we get Kaya Chafiz with the person, the nefesh would remain. The nefesh, which is already the chalik, which is in, of life, which is inside the person, the nefesh stays there. The chalik or the malo, the shaman stays by Hashem. The only thing which you lose out on is the ruach. But without, without a constant uh, activity or an action, the ruach, the zamur ruach, that's when a person dies. The nefesh, obviously, remains by the body. Then the shaman goes back to Shemaim. 
Right? The, when there's no longer that connection between them, it, then there's no longer that ability to maintain that. Like he said, the ability to connect to a person's neshama completely, everyone else can connect to parts of it, but not to the whole thing. It's about a person's level. And this is brings right from the Zohar. It says, That's the surah of a person. And it says in others are in Zarus, when a person brings down him an extra amount of ruchness from them, from Shemai, from above, then a person feels more of a spirit of Kedusha, and that the rest of the person, surrounds him on all the all four sides, which a person gets, it comes from above, that's called the Nisham. Yeah, so that's the first function of the Shaman. It's the Koyach of life, and it's the Koyach of life which, which Shem is always giving to a person. And now comes the second point, and this thing needs to be explained. This is the Kedush I wanted to talk about. Together with the Koyach of life comes the ability to understand the Oymek of the Torah. What he calls the Sikhis, the Pnim Hagnuzim, the hidden secrets in the Torah. It comes from this level of yours. Why? Why? The answer is like this. The answer is something we say in Davening every day. The process is Mishnah. In the light of the face of the king comes light. The God explains the positive to me. What's the Or Pnei Melech? When our Kodesh Baruch gives us a turn. So we're facing the Pnei Melech, we're facing Hashem face to face, so to speak. So that gives life. What's the Shaykhus between life and turn? That because a person has is been given this Nishim, this breath of life, so to speak, so that gives an ability to understand turn. What's the connection between the two things? So here we're going to learn a Yisrael, which the Vilna explains a few times. But it's something which, which we all know the words, we never took it literally like it's meant to be taken. And, it, and that is that the Shorish of, of Chaim is the Shorish of Torah. There's a, compa- there's a connection between Torah and life. The Shorish of Chaim comes together with the Shorish of Torah. Why? As so we call the Torah the Eitz Chaim or whatever it is, it means not just the Marshal, it's literally. Chaim and Torah come together. For example, like many other Sukkim also. Chachma and Chaim come together. Torah and Chaim come together. Why? What's the reason for that? So let's start with Lakris. Betsin and Davinin. Very interesting bracha. Give us a bracha of our panecha, of the light of your face. Why do you have the bracha of the light of Hashem's face? When you get this light from Hashem's face, so to speak, 
So that brings us to the whole long list of brachas. All these things come from having the Aras Panin. You'll notice it's one of the very few times you talk about the Torah as being Torah's Chaim. Torah's Chaim. You talk about Torah's Emes a lot. Whatever it is. But Torah's uh, Chaim is not such a common phrase. Why is that here? We talk about the Torah of Chaim. So listen to something Omer that the Vilna Gaon says. He says this on his Purish and Chavakum. And the Purish and Chavakum basically is what's called Tfilul HaChavakuk HaNavi when Chavakuk was giving the Vua about Tchiris HaMesim and then the, the verse starts like this he says Hashem Bekerev Shanim Chayehu Hashem Bekerev Shanim in a few years in a short amount of time Chayehu bring him back to life Bekerev Shanim Chayehu what's it referring to? What was Chavakuk asking that should be brought back to life? What is he doubling about? Say Chazal that Chavakuk was doubling about was we know that when Moshe came down from Harsinai and he was holding the Luchas and what happens? He comes to the Machin Yisrael and they're dancing around the Gerazal. So what happens next? What happens? The letters of the Luchas fly to Shemaim and, and, and the stones of the Luchas break. In other words, explains the God, the Luchas died. The Luchas died. The body broke, and then Hashem will flee back to Shemaim. Exactly what happens to a person when he dies. The body disintegrates, and Hashem goes back to Shemaim. So just like a person can die, at, the, at that time, of Chayta Ego, coming to Tzuri, Zayin V'Tamus, the Shabra Luchas, the Luchas died. The Luchas died. The same thing happens in the Chorban of the Vesim Mekdash. On the day of Tishabab, what happened was that the Ruchnis of Vesim Mekdash went back to Shemaim, and the stones and the bricks or whatever it was, the wood which made up the building got smashed and broken. The Vesemigdash died. I'm not using the term destroyed or broken because I only refer to the physical side of it. The physical thing was broken. The physical locus got smashed. When we're talking about something that dies, it means that it separates. And the spiritual chayek detaches from the physical chayek. The physical chayek stays down here, the spiritual chayek goes back to Shemaim. Like I said, exactly what happens when a person dies. He doesn't disappear. His body does. His body might fall apart. But his neshama goes back to Shemayim. His death means the separation between the two of them. Okay, so with that I come. What was Chavachim Tavim for? Says the Zomagon, Yukari Chazal, what he's diving for is Bekerev Shalim Chayehu, bring the Torah back to life. Bring the Torah back to life. Bring the luchas back into that. Bring the, the, the ruchas of the Torah, whatever it was, that level, which rested on the first luchas and left. And we're back to Shemaim, so be mechayet. Bring it back down here again. Because also the Kaddish Baruch Hu to mechayet the Torah. They'll bring the Torah back to that. And that's something interesting. The Gemara says in Ksuvus that Rebidaz and Tarev Yechanan, and as far as he's concerned, people aren't learning Torah, why not? They might be doing mitzvahs, but not in Torah, they don't get to the Why? He brings the memory. Because Kala Mishamish for our Torah, our Torah Mechayeh. Whoever uses the R of the Torah, the R Torah brings him back to that. Explains the God. The Kayach of Tchiris Mesim is the Kayach HaKadosh Baruch is going to bring the Torah back down here again. That's the Egit Tchiris The Torah which left the Luchos, so to speak, died in that sense. 
Rosh Baruch will bring it back down again. Reconnect it. Bring it back to life. And now, Kalam Shamish Bar Torah, Ar Torah Mechayim. Whoever is a chelik in the Ar of the Torah, whoever is connected to the Ar of Torah, so that at that same time he'll be brought back to life too. It's not good. Basically, what he's condemning is all Klai Shal is not learning Torah. He's condemning not to be person But if it's only the Ar Torah, which is a higher person, then if a person doesn't have a connection to the Ar Torah, he's not a person. So you're condemning a lot of people. But not by the other This is not the Torah Chacham, not a person. Until the Gemara eventually Rabbi Rabbi went to check and he found said Masai Shal Takanim in the there's a way that they can also connect to the R of Torah, and that will be the Chesamesi. And something else is in the Gemara and Shabbos also. And that is a person can get rewarded for the Mesim in the midst of the Gazali here, but Chesamesi needs specifically Torah. And therefore, the Gemara says, How do they use Chesamesi? It has to be because they're helping their sons learn or they're helping their husbands learn. But Chesamesi needs Torah. Why? Why? So this is this side. Because Akadish Baruch is going to Machaya the Torah. Because Shorach is going to bring the Torah back. The Torah which died, so to speak, by the Egel, the Torah Hashem is going to bring the Torah back. And whoever is connected to the Torah comes back with it. The, the sign of Tchir, of, of resurrection, of bringing back to life, is Hashem will mechayed the Torah. And at the same time, whoever is connected to the Torah will, will, will get that Koyach of Chiyos as well. If a person is connected to the Torah, the Torah of the Torah, then that's the Koyach which will come back to Chiyos We're going to say that this side. That's what we said before. What's the connection between Torah and that? Torah is compared to that. What's the connection between Torah and that? Because if the Koyach of life, so to speak, is the connection to Torah, because that's where Koshbok was bringing back to life, so it's Tafka, a person who's connected to Torah, has that, Torah, that connection to life. That's what we said in the book. That's what we mean in the book. Ba'ar Pinay Melechai what the what the what the by the face of the king, what the king looks at, so to speak. He he smiles towards his that that gives life. We're talking about Takadash Barakhu, so you ask that. Rachainu Kulana Ba'ar Panecha. Hashim should want to give us life. Right, so wants to give us, but he gives us the Torah because that's the connection to the Chai. Just like a Kodesh Baruch gives Machai the Torah, he'll be Machai everyone is going to the Torah. That's the first Kodesh. Now, therefore, when a person gets what we're saying over here, is that he made that same concept of ours that when a person can, Hashem gives a person, the Haris Panim gives him a deep understanding of Torah, the two come together. The two come together. Right, more chayim is more Torah. Mar b'Torah, mar b'chayim. It's not just the fact physically that a person is rewarded with more life. It's, it goes together. It goes together. The connection to Torah is the ethnic connection to life. We need to understand this point because the doesn't normally think like that. It's not going to be very often the Gemara. Rabbi Tarfon says Rabbi Akiva, "Kol aparish b'mchol kaparish b'nachayim." Right? We think of life as something which is taken for granted. We're alive. Now we can choose what we want to do with our lives. It's the other way around. The, there's an ability to connect to a Shoresh of Chayim. That's the Torah. 
That's the thing. The Sharish of Chius, so to speak, is the connection to the Torah. Fine, so that's the first point. Imagine when a person is Zaycha to life, Imagine he's also Zaycha to another level of Torah. What's in the good over here? We said that the Nisham is above a person, the Ruach is inside the person. Really, the Rizal takes a step further than that, more elaborate. And the Rizal says that even inside a person, there are many different levels of how much of his Ruach is inside him. There's one person which only a tenth of his Ruach is inside him. There's another person who has two tenths of his Ruach inside him. How much of the Ruach is inside the person? How much is outside the person? Right? Changes from person to person. What's the Tali on? What's the Tali on? How much of your Ruach a person has inside of him and how much is outside of him? Right? So that study on is really study on how much it was able to take. In other words, if I have a cup this size, I want to put something very big into it. That most is going to be outside the cup, not a little bit inside the cup because there's no more room. But if my cup is that much bigger, that's that much more is going to be inside the cup because the cup is much more room. And if it's not just a cup, it's a jug or it's a barrel or whatever it's going to be. So now it's that much bigger than that, so even more room. Right? And therefore the essential is how much of a person's roof is inside of them. And how much is answer in them? The answer depends on the size of the person. Because the question is how much it can fit in, how much can fit inside, how much room is there to, to take. And therefore, the greater the person is, the more it's going to be recovered. The greater the person is, the more it's going to be recovered. There's more, because there's more, so to speak, of, of a volume that he can that he can hold. Now. Therefore, the um, the the ruch is, is a person's ruch isn't always inside of him. The bigger he gets, the more of his ruch is kernel, the more of it's inside of him. What is the difference of the ruch inside of him and inside of him? So this is you started also to understanding, to understanding the whole uh, whatever's the get for kabbalah. You're talking about a topic which is. The Chayyim says Right? How much of it do you understand? The side is the more I'm koilel of my ruach, the more I can understand. Because the principle is, what's inside of me I can understand. What's outside of me I can't understand. Right? It's just very simple. Just like if you're talking about a cup, I'm trying to pour a whole bottle of water into this cup. So there's a certain amount which can fit inside the cup. The rest is not going to fit in. There's no room to put it. So the cup can't can't hold it. When it comes to chachma, it's the same thing. However much can fit into me, so to speak, in terms of how much I can absorb, how much I can comprehend, that I understand. There's more above that, but I'm not, I'm not big enough to hold that yet. I can't tell me I don't understand it. And you see this in learning. That as a person starts learning Chumash, out of face, he starts the stories of the Torah. Right? So you're teaching your kid the parish, a four-year-old, a five-year-old, how much does he understand? A certain amount he can understand. Is that all there is to understand? Of course not. But that's the maximum he can understand right now. He grows older, he can understand more. Good, now I'll teach you more. I'll teach you Rashi says. He grows old and says, good, and I'll teach the Ramban. More, I'll teach the Rachayim, I'll teach you the Midrashim, I'll teach you the Chazal, I'll teach you Pneumius, whatever it's going to be. And why? I've heard this story so many times before. But the Torah didn't change, it was always there. Just you weren't able to take more. And when you got bigger and you could understand more, and you were able to absorb more, so now I can teach you more. The same thing over here also. The amount that a person can understand in Torah is the fact of how much a Torah he can absorb, how much he's able to recover. And what's a, a beyond my capacity, my cover, I wouldn't understand. It's, I'm going to have a handle on that. It's above me. It's above me. It's beyond me. But if a person grows more, 
Mimed is able to understand more Mimed that goes together. Being able to grow more means now that I can absorb more. If I can take in more, I'll understand more. What's inside me is understandable. What's beyond me, outside of me, I can't understand. Fine. That's what he says in the Pazak. That's a ruach in the person, and the nishama of shakai will explain, you'll make them understand. The ruach is a part which moves and goes into the person. That's above a person. So therefore that doesn't go into the person. The rock goes into the person. The Shama stays above. It's resting above a person. Which is the previous parakyoch. So how does a person gain from it? It's like the flashes of understanding which come from the Shama, which a person can understand. Which will help him which help understand the depths of the hidden part of the Torah. So the Nisham is not inside us, but inside the Ruch, how much a person has of it is how much he's going to understand. Right. This is the Yisrael that we want to learn in the Roshachayim today. The Samah. The Chiddush. And that is that the Chalik of a person which is really the Nefesh which is inside the person, it's a spiritual force, it's like the air which is blown into a person, but it's not moving anymore. If that's the case, it's just there to maintain the physical body, like the air inside the balloon. It's not doing anything, it's just maintaining the shape of the balloon. So it's there to make the balloon into the balloon. If you're talking about glass, it's there to make the shape of the glass into whatever it is. That, that, that physical life in a person, it's in his body, it, gives, it keeps his body working, that, that's his life. It's not doing more than just maintaining his body, as long as it's in, inside of him, he'll live. Then there's the second chalik, the chalik of the ruach. And the chalik of the ruach is the chiddush, because that starts off outside a person. It starts off in Hashem's mouth. What's inside Hashem's mouth is called the neshama, that's the connection to him. But if a student says Hashem blows it out of his mouth, that's already the ruach, which goes from outside Hashem's mouth right into the person, through the person until his nefesh. That's all the ruach. That's all the ruch, what's moving, so to speak, the connection that, that Hashem is giving to him the whole time. Now, Depending on how much of that a person is able to take inside of him is how much he's going to understand. as how great he's going to be. The more a person is able to take the roof inside, the more the roof is going to matter him. And it's going to give him chachmah, bina, and das. And look at the Pasuk. The Pasuk says in Pashas Vayakad, it's talking about the title. It says, Hashem says, V'amalei oisai ruach elikim I'll fill him with the ruach of Hashem. Uh, I'll fill him with the ruch. The connection between the person to what Hashem brought into the person, that's his ruch. How much is he going to understand? How much will he absorb? How much will the level be on? How much is he able to take of it? The more a person grows, the more of the ruch is able to take into him. Every matter adds to the level. Favon adds to the level. Kedush adds to the level. What everything is doing because it's all there. What's outside of me, I can't connect to. What's inside of me, I can't. And then above that, we have the Nisham. The Nisham is what's in Hashem's mouth. The person never gets there. Because Moshe is an exception, maybe. The Nisham is what's in Hashem's mouth. That's what Hashem is giving to him the whole time in order to provide him with the Chios to, to remain alive, to remain connected. And last point, that's the Torah. When Bo'ar Panecha, Hashem's mouth gives, we ask for Torah's Chayim. We ask for Torah's Chayim. The way we massacre the concept of Chios, which Hashem's mouth gives the whole time, is we massacre by the Torah. The Torah is a Shorish, that, that constant 
that constant feeling she was giving a person, it says in the Pasuk, Ruchi Asher Alecha, the promise of the Lord of the Torah is the Ruchi Asher Alecha. That's Hashem's Ruach which is on you. What should we say? The Ruach which is on you, which is the Ruach which Hashem is blowing into us. That's the Torah. It will stay with you forever. The question is how much of the Torah, how much the Torah a person gets, is how much of the Ruach is managed to absorb inside of him.